0: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me again this week on Inside the Mind with George Martel. Please, once again, bear with me. I'm still a little sick. I'm still under weather, from my voice is a little shot. Um, I'm hopeless. It's it's, uh, it's clear enough to understand. Um, if not, please drop me a message. Um, and I'll re-record this one if feel better. Um, but in the meantime, thank you for joining us here today. So this week I decided to do something a little different. Um, I get questions asked all the time online um, as to my opinion on certain things. And I um, decided to answer some of these questions. Uh, so let's just get to it here. Uh, question number one. How popular was Stone Cold Steve Austin in the Adventure era? Well, um, it, it was godlike. A Stone Cold Steve Austin, he could do no wrong at the time. I mean, he, he, no matter what he did, he would get the loudest reaction of any superstar I have ever seen. I mean, he got a bigger reaction than Hogan, a bigger reaction than than Savage, than Bret Hart, and Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. The only one that was on par with him was The Rock, and even though The Rock may even be more popular now, but at the time, especially during the amateur Era, no one, no one was bigger than Stone Cold Steve Austin. Another question I got here was, uh, goes, my wife has been cheating on me for one year. How do I approach her? Uh, how do I approach her? Okay, um, well, if you have absolute, um, proof that your wife's been cheating on you, um, approach your divorce papers, I mean, what else are you gonna do? And if you re- if you wanna to try to, to salvage the relationship, you can come talk to her, let her know that you know what's going on, you wanna to try to fix things, but you know, she's been cheating on you for a year. It's not like a one time thing. The chances are that she's ready to move on herself. That's kinda shitty, dude. I'm sorry, but Question number three I got here was, who's better, John Cena or AJ Styles? Well, AJ Styles. That's um, a uh, hands down. Again, that's the easy question. AJ Styles is a better in-ring technician. Uh, he plays on better matches. i like to tell you one thing. Um, John Cena was better on the mic. And he's the bigger draw, in my opinion. Um, I don't think AJ Styles would have been able to be on top of the WWE for as long as Cena was. Um, But, you know, as far as match quality and in-ring skills, AJ Styles is the better wrestler. Question number four here. Was 1983 the worst year in wrestling? Not in my opinion. Um, A lot of people think 1993 was horrible. And and what it was not nowhere near being the best, um, you gotta also see some of the the matches that were uh, that came out of that era. And a lot of the stuff that that came out of that era, you can see, go back and see on the WWE Network, but, uh, you know, matches like Diesel versus Bret Hart, um, the Royal, Rumble, the Royal Rumble Undertaker versus I believe it was that year also. Uh, Bret versus Diesel had two great matches that year. Shawn Michaels versus Diesel Big first better enemies. Um, H P K, Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon. Um, Shawn Michaels versus uh, Shawn Michaels versus anybody really. But uh, Steve also versus Xavier Vale was one of those matches. Um, we also had like WCW like. Thunder Liger Liger versus Chris Benoit. Ric Flair versus Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, A very underrated tag team match of Sting and Ric Flair against Arn Anderson and Brian Pillman. This is the reuniting of the Horsemen. Hulk Hogan versus Vader, which was a dream match in WCW. Um, The Mega Powers reuniting Hogan and Savage taking on Flair and Vader. ECW also have some great matches. You have Chris Benoit one D Malenko, just Taz and Sabu. Matches like Cactus Jack versus Terry Funk, the Sadman versus Tommy Dreamer, the Raven versus Tommy Dreamer feud that lasted pretty much the entire year. Now Tommy Dreamer um, versus Cactus Jack. Um, That match was was famous for the infamous fire spot. Um, A couple of the fans caught on fire. The ring caught on fire. It was uh, kind of a mini riot started. I was actually there for that event. Um, It was crazy, let me tell you. You The lights went out. Uh, I think the broadcast ended at that point. They started putting people out. Um, The lights came back on. People were running all over the place. I looked up above the rafters, and Tommy Green was in there crucified. It, it was insane. It was absolutely insane. You know, I got another uh, question here. What happens to wrestlers' body when they stop working? Well, I can tell you from personal experience. the bodies usually start breaking down. Um, it one of the things that I've always tell wrestlers for people that want to come into the business if you want I always ask how bad do you want to do this are you willing and able or willing to live the rest of your life with pain wake up with pain go to bed with pain um, maybe have numerous surgeries because it may not be while you're wrestling Um, guys get lucky, guys like the Miz and Chris Jericho haven't had too many major injuries, but 10-20 years down the line when they start wrestling, their body's gonna say hey, you know, remember all those years of you beating me up? yeah, well it takes a toll Um, I am 42 years old and uh, I already have two fake knees I have all kinds of messed up vertebrae in my back. The neck is shot, shoulders are shot. It's you know it's it's uh it's a mess. I have a lot of good friends that have been injured throughout the years and are still working, suffering so through the injuries, so I'm retired due to them. But um it is what it is. Um, but yeah, they exception for the most part. Now, So some people that are, are fortunate and it doesn't happen, but for the most part, bodies start breaking down and it's a lot of pain you go through. But if you really love the business, it's something that you're willing to do. Uh, get to some of the uh, news in professional wrestling. Um, uh rumor has it that Randy Orton has expressed um, has expressed that he, he is not opposed to negotiating with Aew or Elite wrestling. personally I think that's a work. Um, I don't think Randy Orton is going anywhere. He has never wrestled in independent wrestling. He, was, he came into the WWE. I think he's going to leave in the WWE. No other place is going to give him the perks that the WWE gives him. But, you know, once again, money talks, you never know what could happen. They also say the Usos aren't happy. Again, I doubt that they'll go. Um, if they go, they cannot use the name of Usos. Um, yeah, they'll have new fresh matches, but AEW is not proving it, and no matter how much money they have behind them, no matter what television channel they have behind them, when they're giving guys contracts where they can still work other places, AEW is, and I hate to put it this way, nothing more than a glorified independent company, and it's gonna be they're running it like an indie show it is gonna be presented like an indie show and while it's gonna be good and it may bring wwe some competition and will go up to wwe and all around gives wrestlers somewhere else to go it's gonna be um you know it's gonna elevate ring of honor and impact hopefully the new japan's coming into the mix now in the united states also you also have lucha underground still in the background got other new companies coming in like WWW and uh, IWA making their return in Puerto Rico Um, at the end of the day you know like uh, some like the old thing the grass isn't always greener on the other side you know a lot of these guys are going to go over there and either going to get lost in the shuffle, or it's going to get a TNA, they'll get a quick push at the beginning, but at the end of the day, you know, they wanted to see the Usos, or they wanted to see, you know, the revival, or they wanted to see, um, a good example, uh, let's say they they wanted to see, you know, uh, (coughs) um, Kevin Owens, you know, not Kevin Steen. He's still going to have his his fans, and he's still going to have his following. Some people only know him as Kevin Owens. A lot of these guys, that went over from WWE to TNA. Um, Some of them just changed name, some of them didn't. But not a single one of them made a dent in the WWE's um, demographic. Same thing when they went to WCW. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash went over there, made big noise, and and I think you know Jericho go to AEW is similar, but let's face facts, he hasn't been in the company in years. When Kevin Nash and Scott Hall left, they were the top guys. You know they were it was it was Nash, Hall, Bret, uh, uh, Michaels, and Undertaker. So twelve of the five top guys. And go over to join the competition, it's big news. A part-timer going over to, the, to join the competition? Not so much. Considering he already wrestled that all-in. He's already been in New Japan. If this would have been, like he have been wrestling with the WWE on and off for the last couple of years, and never gone to New Japan, and never gone to All In And then showed up At AEW That would have been news But We're talking about Oh it was such a surprise It was such a surprise Was anybody really surprised He said And I quote I will not work For another company In the United States Out of respect For Vince And the WWE Yet he showed up At All In The moment that happened I knew it was only a matter of time before he did show up at another wrestling show here in America. Money talks, and Chris Jericho, as popular as he is, and as big of a draw as he is, and as great as he is in the ring, he is not at the peak of his career anymore, and he is not a top draw, as he once was. I don't think he really ever was as big of a draw as he thinks he is. Let's face facts. WWE made him the WWE Champion when he was young. And it was a failed um, experiment. It took a couple years for him to regain the the top spot. And even then, he never quite made the top. He was almost always a transitional champion. Um, He would hold the belt for a little while. Wanted to give it back to Cena, back to Edge. He never, I mean, hell, he lost to Jack Swagger at one point. He was never the guy. Um, Maybe it was because Vince didn't have to believe in him, maybe because Triple H didn't like him, Um, whatever the case may be. In WCW, ECW, WWE, hell, even in Japan, Chris Jericho was never the guy. And maybe he saw all elite wrestling to be the time where He could be the guy before he retires. Maybe that's what he wanted. Who knows? But I don't think Randy Orton and the Usos are going anywhere. I don't think the Revival's going anywhere. I don't think Dolph Ziggler's going anywhere. Dean Ambrose leaving WWE. Still, think he may be a work Personally, if he does leave, I don't think he's going to show up at all. Uh, that's That's a good example. Yes, he will. He had his little indie following as John Moxley, but the fact of the matter is, he became a superstar as Dean Ambrose. He will not be able to be Dean Ambrose at all in wrestling. He will be either use, excuse me, either use his real name or be John Moxley. And while he'll be popular for a while, he won't be Dean Ambrose. People will want to see Dean Ambrose. Ted Fall leaves WWE at some point. People are not going to want to see Tyler Black. That's why a lot of these guys, when they leave the WWE, they think, oh, I want to be a big star, I want to be a big star, they go to the indies, and they fizzle out. Because at the end of the day, people don't want to see Tyler Black. They want to see Seth Rollins. I know it sounds stupid because it's the same guy, but it's just the way it works in your mind. And you go see a movie. Let's say you go see Cop Out funny movie you see Bruce Willis but if you're going to that movie expecting to see John McClane the character that Bruce Willis plays in Die Hard and yet you see him playing something completely different which he does in Cop Out you're going to be disappointed you could even be the same type of character but it's not John McClane it's similar to that um well, that's my opinion on that. Also, as far as WrestleMania are saying, that Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar, or Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. One of those two will close the show. So far, it looks like it may be Becky Ronda, but the decision hasn't been made. My personal opinion, it should be Brock and Seth Rollins. Froggusner has been dominating the competition in WWE, so Zeke came back. So Froggus is the guy. He's the guy that they're growing with. He should have his moment. Yeah, Becky Lynch is the man. You know she's popular now, but once she beats Ronda Rousey, where is there for her to go? Work with the Jackson again, baby. Maybe bring on Shayna Baszler. But at the end of the day, Ronda is the pinnacle. Seth Rollins has been going up, but after he beats Brock Lesnar, he still has Drew McIntyre. He still has Brock Strowman. He still has a lot of guys that he can have major feuds with. Brock Lesnar is the guy that's like the final boss in the elevation of Seth Rollins. And if that should be the main event. That should be the final match. I mean, the man Seth Rollins has busted his ass for years to be where he's at now. <clears throat> now, while Becky Lynch has also busted her, but the fact remains let's face it, she's been hot since what September, October, and you know, and, and it's not, and now that what they're doing is oh, you know, she's hurt, she can't wrestle. So she's gonna attack the authority figures that tell her she can't wrestle. I think I saw this once before. This is a rerun because I saw this happen when Stone Colden hurt his neck and they kept telling him he couldn't wrestle so he would attack the authority figures. This is they're trying to recreate Austin McMahon and while some fans are buying into it, their other fans are seeing it and it's gonna turn them off is going to turn me off and that was all about Becky up until they started doing that. Why rehash such an iconic angle? I mean, it's WWE needs new talent, our new writing talent and I'll tell you the truth, I applied to them for the job, I doubt they'll call me, um, but they need something, they need help and their writing is horrible. Um, It is what it is. As far as on Smackdown, no idea who the hell the main event of Smackdown. It's such a a mess over there, and with Fox moving on their neck, I'm telling them they need to bring the the ratings up. Smackdown is going to be undergoing a big change. It's going to be run more like a sports company instead of a sports show, instead of an entertainment TV episodic show. So it'll be interesting to see how they run that. But if that's the case, they definitely need new writers to go into SmackDown because the same old TV soap opera writers are not gonna cut it in that that aspect. I'm gonna take a little bit of time here to uh, um, speak about a professional company. Um, it is a, a PWE, Prestige Wrestling Entertainment. Um, it takes place in Largo, Florida, Los Dos Pueblos Nightclub. And, um, they're holding a big event. PWE No Remorse, March 16th. Um, it starts at 7pm. Ringside seats. 252 dollars. second row, twenty. General admission, fifteen. You can get your tickets at Eventbrite. Um, you can check him out on Facebook. On um, March sixteenth, PWE will show no remorse um, when they go live. They're gonna have uh, great matches here um, for the PWE Championship and anything goes match. The Monster Abyss. Taking on PWE Champion The Suicide Messiah, Mark Mandrake. PWE Tag Team Championship will be on the line as the Dog of War, Jesse Neal, and the Modern Day Savage at versus PWE Tag Team Champions Brothers in Arms. Um, there's going to be also appearing the Eighth Deadly Suicide Show. Your girlfriend's favorite wrestler era. Nate Fury, the fastest man in wrestling Samuel C, Kennedy Kendrick, and many more of your favorite PWE superstars. It is gonna be a great show. They have put on some great a couple great cards so far. They're a new company run by by very um But by by people in the the business that have been around for many, many years, they know what they're doing, they put on good shows, very professional events, ladies and gentlemen, check it out, Um, if you're in the Largo area, March 16th, check it out, it's in Los Top Pueblos Nightclub, 14042 66th Street, North Largo, Florida. Check it out. Uh, if I'm going to try to make it if I can. If not, um, hopefully I get to watch some of the footage. It is going to be a good show. Definitely going to be a good show. I mean, Mark Mendry is one of the hard, most hardcore dudes I know. And to take on Abyss in a monster's... The monster Abyss in anything-goes match, it's... Uh, that's gonna be vital and you know if you like hardcore wrestling that's a medium that you're gonna want to check out okay now let's uh, go ahead and transition to uh, this week's story time last week I told you how I broke into the business for the first time <clears throat> Excuse me. Again, please forgive me my voice. Um, this week will be fast forward a little bit. Um, this one's going to be... Fast forward to... Uh, ACW. American Championship Wrestling. Then... Turn into American Combat Wrestling. They were based out of... E. Beach Florida. Um... It was probably the hottest indie company in Florida at the time. You had guys like uh, Sideshow, Um Charles Spears, who was a uh, Ty Dillinger. Hack Myers, you to legend me, rest in peace. Bam Bam Bigelow, Nasty Boys, Knobs. Um, you had uh, Eddie Guerrero went through there once. Um, you had. Um, Symboli Or like I call him Um, You've had uh, TNA superstars Like Big Rob Um, You had who's Famously known as Blue Pants In NXT Um, We had a A few people go through there Of course I was The manager Of the, the majority Of the heels and um, I was also occasional wrestler, and uh, the general manager at one point. Um, but ACW was known for much more than just its wrestling. It was known for the parties. It was known for the afterlife, uh, the nightlife. I mean, here's a good story. Uh, ACW, we had a uh, we had a show. We were running in Daytona. Um, it was myself, Big Jose, was we known as a druid, Eddie Torres, and his tag team partner then was Damien Angel, still his tag team partner today. And we're known as Daytona State Line. Now we were traveling together to go to Daytona from Tampa. A nice little road trip. We get to Daytona, stop at a gas station, not gonna get into it, but there was some uh, um, debauchery there. When we finally get to the the venue, it's like a it it, it looks it, it looks almost like a little community center. But to have it set up, the ring is set up. It's nice. Here's the problem. The problem is. While we were in the car, Damien Angel told us that he thinks he might have you know, you know he, he thinks he might have slept with, with uh, one of the other guys' girlfriends, which at the time was the ring announcer slash co-manager to my stable. Now, this is not a girlfriend that, they, that they've been going on for a long time. The guy didn't just met her So to us it was kind of funny because he wasn't really sure. I'm going to find out that yes, it did happen. So now we're going to go up to this show, knowing that this just hadn't happened a couple days prior to that. It was going to be awkward. So we're going to try to keep these guys separated. The way they decided to do that is to take Scott Evil's girlfriend, who decided she wanted to be in the business for some reason and have her as my valet for the night so she could be sitting on my lap and sitting next to me every time I go out there so there would be no issues. At the same time, DCW had girls who were on their ring crew. One of the girls followed me to the men's bathroom and they started to try to take the clothes off. Um, she got as far as taking her top off. I'm not going to mention her name, but, um, yeah, I I got out of there as quickly as possible. Um, <clears throat> it was kind of awkward. During the show, I got beat up by Tyson Tongo, which was great. Um, the, all, every match went, went great. Sideshow got his head cracked open at ringside. Um, but I thought that was, uh, uh, you know, I thought though it was a scary moment. Um, at the end of the day, everything worked out. Um, Ralph Mosca. Was not all there. He had been okay. He had been doing his uh party favor of uh of the that he preferred at the time. Not saying that he still does, I uh, don't know, but allegedly his party favor was eight balls. And uh, he allegedly had done an eight ball prior to the match, forgot everything that he had to do in the match, it was gonna be. Ralph Mosca and John Diamond versus State Light in a hardcore match. So Eddie and, and Damien pretty much had to wing it. Uh, a hardcore match. At, at the end of the show, I got hit on by another ring crew girl who wanted me to stay in tuna with her. But again, um, yes, the answer was no. I was taken. But uh, we got into the car on the way home. It was just laughter. Laugh after laugh after laugh. Damien the Angel was picking glass on his back. Um, like He had glass because they smashed those fluorescent light bulbs over his back a couple times. Got slammed on them also, I believe. So he's picking glass on his back. Because he's in the front passenger side, making us all laugh. And he's driving, um, having to pee, and refuses to stop. So he's holding it the entire way. He accidentally pokes Jose in the eye, so we all laugh even harder at that. And we finally make it home alive and safe, um, with the exception of naming damage like his glass. But um, and the reason I tell you this story is these are some of those little things that that us as wrestlers as, as entertainers we enjoy. It's it's not only the show and the performance, but it's the little things, the, uh, the road trips, the trip to get to the show, the trip to get back home, um, some of the times that we're waiting around for a match, there's a lot of stories that have on there, um, but this story, I decided to throw it all in there, um, because of, uh, just, uh, I, was, I was watching a WWE ride along, and it just kind of reminded me of that, and, um... So I just want to throw that story. Next week, I'll give you a little bit more story about the actual, my actual career-wise. Um, I will say some of the uh, debaucheries that I have seen. Um, eventually, I'll tell you about the story about how I accidentally ended up in a poor studio. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to cut this short try to rest my voice up a little bit, hopefully by next week, I'll be back on track, thank you very much for listening, thank you very much for joining, Um, go ahead and subscribe, Um, share the podcast if you can, help my dream come true, you guys are awesome, you guys rock, take care.